Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everyone. As you all know, uh, Emily Wilson is uh, here to um, have an interview with us and talk to us uh, this evening. Uh, welcome her to the airwaves, the adorable Ellie on the Emmy Award-winning daytime drama General Hospital. HBO audiences also know Emily from her portrayal of Shannon Dwyer on Aaron Sorkin's new show, Newsroom. But before Emily hit daytime and HBO, she was a series regular on the MTV show Disaster Date for three seasons and has appeared as a guest star on such dramas as Bones, Disney's Pair of Kings, Entourage, Inside New York, and the hit comedy How I Met Your Mother. She has been in feature films such as Meet the Spartans and the upcoming Secret Lives of Dorks, which is set to be released early next year. Emily has also done a lot of hosting for such networks as Fox, Disney, E! Entertainment, MTV, as well as others. Let's welcome to the airwaves, Emily Wilson. Hi, Emily. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, um, what kind of a, um, well, how's your day been? Uh, you mean just today? Yes. Oh, it's been good. Uh, you know, we have the week off right now from General Hospital, so I've been trying to catch up on things and um, see friends that I haven't seen in a while. So uh, I got to have lunch with an old friend today, which was really nice. I, I worked with her on a Disney show a while back, and uh, and it was really great to catch up with her, and she's doing great things. So, um, yeah, just just uh, had a kind of leisurely day in uh, here in L.A., and unfortunately it's super gloomy, and uh, so there wasn't much to do outside. But, uh, yeah, it was an easy day for me. How was your day? Uh, very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, I understand, Emily, you were born in Westminster, Colorado. I was, yep. Okay. What stands out the most about growing up in Colorado? Oh, my goodness. Um, I guess the biggest difference for me growing up versus now is the mountains. I spent so much time, you know, skiing and uh, we went boating and, and hiking and all of that up in, up in the mountains, and it was really great to, um, you know, just spend a lot of time outdoors. And most people think of Colorado and they think of the snow in the winter, but it's actually so beautiful in the summer. So for me, my favorite time to go back home is uh, around the 4th of July. Everything's just so normal in Colorado, you know. It's I just had a very normal childhood. I, um, You know, everything was – there was no – uh, I didn't do anything with acting or on television or film or anything. So uh, my parents actually have a, a business where they work with carnivals, and so I kind of grew up in the carnival business, which is a bizarre thing. But uh, but yeah, um, that's wow. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, yeah. So I started um, I started working in the carnival business at like age twelve, and I was. I did the fish pond and the lollipop tree. And then as I got older, I got to do face painting, and I got to run the concessions and make snow cones and cotton candy. So, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Oh, wow. That's, that's really interesting. I, that probably was a, a very different situation for you as a kid to grow up that way. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it was fun. I definitely, when I was younger, was super into it. And then, of course, you know, all my birthday parties had, like, the li- like Limbo and the Jumpy Castle and, and uh, all the concessions. And then I definitely went through an age around middle school where I thought I was too cool for the carnival stuff. And I was like, no, I just want to have a sleepover or a pool party. And then as I graduated from that stage in my life. It was cool again. So my graduation party had, like, the rock climbing wall and human bowling. So, um, yeah, it was very different. I didn't have any friends who uh, had parents who did anything similar. So it was definitely, you know, kind of my uh, uh, the only abnormal thing about me growing up. <laughs> um, okay, so what – so you you must be an actor – for a while, I would assume. Actually, um, I I went to college to do for journalism. I majored in television production and broadcast journalism. Um, and oh, you know, I did I did a few plays growing up, uh, but I was a dancer. So I did the only really performances that I that I did growing up were dance performances. And then moved out to uh, California for college and majored in journalism, decided to move up to L.A. to pursue that, to pursue hosting and journalism. And then one thing kind of led to another, and and I started acting, which has been so fun and incredible. Well, okay, so so in your not hosting situation, when you first did your first uh, acting gig, Mm -hmm. what... What uh, what was – did that change anything that you thought it would be? Like, in other words, you were doing hosting, now you're doing – now you were doing acting. Mm-hmm. Was it, like, different than what you thought, or was it along the same lines, or was it better? Um. I I can't really say one is better than the other, but they're so different. And I think people – assume, you know, hosts can act and actors can host, but they are could not be more different. And, you know, hosting is is all about just bringing your own personality to the script or to the dialogue. Mm-hmm. And and that's one thing that I really enjoy is, you know, getting to interview people and 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 be myself and be kooky and uh and acting is so different because you actually have to become someone else. And of course you bring your own energy and you bring your own character and personality to any, you know, uh, character that you play. But uh, I think that's the biggest difference is is that you you get to 100% be yourself as a host, and as an actor you have to find yourself in a character. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, so they're they're so different. But uh, people have asked me before, you know, if you could do one or the other, what would you do? And as of now, I kind of like that I I haven't had to choose. And of course, right now, um, all of my time is being spent on General Hospital and doing the acting thing, which is fantastic, and I love playing Ellie. I think she's such a fun character. But, you know, if this were to come to an end and the next job I get is a hosting gig, I'll be just as thrilled and, and satisfied for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so before before you came to General Hospital, mm-hmm. you were on the MTV hit, hit show Disaster Date for three mm-hmm. seasons. What was the most noticeable change 
going from reality TV to daytime? Let's see. The most notable change. Well, I think the biggest difference that I've noticed between the two is that, you know, with with Disaster Date, although we were playing really crazy, kooky characters, it was all mm-hmm. improv. So, you know, we we had to get the character down. But beyond that, it was just you show up on set, you have no idea what's going to happen. And, you know, crazy things unfold as the date went on because, you know, you know it was a hidden camera show where we were actually on dates with people who did not know that they were on camera. So oh. we were acting with people who didn't know that they were acting back. Uh, so that was such an interesting dynamic and, uh, you know, a very one-of-a-kind type show. Uh, but we were also in Disaster Date so involved in so many different aspects of the show. We uh, we went to the writers' meetings and and got to help with all of the character development and the writing. We sat down with the uh, producers and figured out you know what direction we saw everything going. And uh, we were just so heavily involved in so many aspects of the show. Whereas General Hospital, you know, I I'm, I play Ellie and I get my script not too far in advance so I get to look at it for a couple days and you know kind of you know show up on set they already have my wardrobe picked out they know what they're going to do with my hair and makeup and my job is just to do the part when the cameras start rolling so I think that's probably the biggest difference between the two wow although I will say I will say the one thing that's similar with reality TV and daytime TV is that a lot of times you get one take, whereas, you know, some of the other acting jobs I've done, uh, whether it be a multi-cam sitcom or a a one-hour drama, is that you get to take things five or six or seven times. So you can kind of play around with with different ways that you want to, you know, do the lines or different ways you want to play with the character. But with, with daytime, you really get one take. It's kind of like reality, you know. You get to, you have to kind of pick the way you want to do it and just go for it. Which props to everybody on daytime because it can get really hard with so much dialogue to nail it on the first try. But everyone that I've worked with is just so great at at the cameras rolling and getting it in one take, which is just incredible to me. Yeah, uh, I I think that I think that daytime actors are are some of the most amazing. Uh, performers because mm-hmm. of the fact that they don't have a lot of time yep. to go back and do it, and they do such exceptional work even yep. under those constraints. Yep, I agree completely. Uh, okay, so uh, let's talk about Aaron Sorkin's new show, Newsroom. Yeah. What? What drew you to that character of Shannon? I mean, is, is she is she like you, or is she just the diabolically opposite of you? Well, the funny thing is uh, she's a host, actually. So for me, I was so excited when I got to audition for the role because I felt like I got to do acting and hosting at the same time, which was so cool for me. Um, and like I was saying before, Hosting and acting are so different that I think when it came down to it, uh, they pretty much hired me because I had a background in hosting, which was, you know, lucky for me, and, and it was incredible to work with Aaron Sorkin, and the cast is just 
phenomenal, Jeff Daniels and Emily Mortimer and Dev Patel, who I'm a huge fan of. So um, it was just it was funny that kind of for the first time I got to combine the two and be a host slash actor in the same job, which was fun. Oh, so she, she, she's very similar to you then. Yeah, yeah. She's the entertainment reporter on the on the news show. Um, so, so we'll see if there's going to be more to come with her. If you know they'll they'll bring the character back for more, or um, you know if if season one is is the extent of Shannon Breyer. So we'll see. But it was it was so great to work with uh, Aaron Sorkin, and he's incredible. And, and like I said, the cast was amazing. So it was just such a fun experience. Oh, that's great. Okay, so. Uh, we'll talk Ellie now. When you yes. went in, <laughs> when you went in for your screen test for Ellie, I, I would assume that was with Bradford Anderson, who plays Spinelli. Um, was there something in particular that you connected to to land that role? Do you believe? Um, okay, so the way I actually got uh, the job is so different than than I think the norm. I I actually did not meet Bradford until we were on the set the first day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I had gone in uh a long time ago for General Hospital and I read for a, a different character. And you know the way casting goes for soaps is it can take a few months. They'll go sure. back and forth and they'll rewrite the character and things will change and, and you know, the character will kind of morph and evolve as the casting process continues. So I think I went in, in February maybe and read for a, a different character. And they brought me back in in July uh, for the same character and that's when I met Frank, and uh, who's the executive producer, and literally was in the room for maybe one and a half minutes. And, and read my lines and met Frank and, and, of course, Mark, the casting director, who is just amazing, right. and uh, read for this other character. Um, and in the room during the audition, uh, Frank had asked me a question, and then I think Mark had asked me a question at the same time, so I was, like, a little bit frantic in the room and was trying to answer both questions and was completely a spaz and left the room being like, oh, my God, what just happened? I'm such a spaz. <laughs> so I... I I left the audition and was like, oh, gosh, that did not go well. And then I got a call from my managers, and they're like, hey, they really liked you, uh, so we're going to keep you posted. And then I got another call about a week later, and they're like, listen, they're actually changing uh, the character that you read for, and it's just looking like it's going a different direction. And I was like, oh, that's a bummer because, you know, I, I at that point had read a couple times and, and really liked uh, everyone that I had met and liked Frank a lot and Mark. and um, So I kind of just let it go. And then about maybe a week or two after that, it all happened very fast at that point, um, my managers, ca- managers called me and they were like, hey, they liked you so much and you weren't right for the character you read for, but they wrote you a character. So they're offering you this role of Ellie. And that was that. So I actually never auditioned for Ellie. Um, and didn't know anything about the character until I got the script for the first time. Oh, so, okay. So this was a situation where actually them asking you a question, both of them kind of brought out the quirkiness of Ellie, so, and yep. they wrote it for you. Yep, yep. So that was it was so cool because... 
um, you know, for me, it was like I didn't, I, I got to bring a lot of myself to Ellie because I didn't have to, I never auditioned to play a different character. They wrote in Ellie and, and offered it to me right away. So I kind of just got to take Ellie whatever direction I wanted to, which has been really fun. Oh, that's, that's great. Yeah. See, you heard it here, guys. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's talk about the character of Ellie. She is buying for the affections of Spinelli, yeah. who has an on-again, off-again relationship with Maxie, which mm-hmm. is kind of a, a you know quirky thing in and of itself. And then you have this Ellie who's coming in, and she is this sweet, girl that just doesn't have any airs about her. Maxie's trying to hate her, but she can't because <laughs> yeah. she's so nice. Yeah. Uh, did did the fact that there was this history between Spinelli and Maxie, did it change the way you approached the role or did it make it even more um mm, more decisive on how you were going to play her. Yeah, I think you know from the first time I read the uh, the script for for the first scenes that I did with with Bradford, I just kind of saw her as sweet and nice and just well meaning. And I know, especially with soaps, so many of the characters are manipulative or have a dark side or an mm-hmm. evil side. And I just loved the fact that that she didn't, you know? And so I just, from the beginning, wanted to make sure and play her without any sort of evil to her, you know, just a good heart and just sweet. And I think that, um, you know, the the contrast between Ellie and then Maxie, who does tend to get manipulative and does tend to, you know, have, have a darker past or an evil side. I think it makes it all the, all the better, you know? Um, and so I don't know what they have in store for Ellie, and I don't know if, you know, anything will come out. But I just hope so much that they keep her sweet and they keep her nice and just kind-hearted and well-meaning because I, I like her like that. And, and I definitely, every, you know, every time I, I look at the new dialogue and look at the new uh, scenes, my first thing is to make sure that I play her nice and sweet and and not let the, um, you know, not let there be, like, an evil element to her at all. Okay, you do know, Emily, you are on a soap opera, though, right? I know. I'm kind of of just waiting to get that one script where they're like, and then she turns. And I'm like, no. So I just hope that she can stay stay sweet as long as possible. And, um, you know, like I said, I have no idea where they're going to take the character or, or where they're going to take the relationship with, with Bradford or the friendship with Kirsten. Uh, and I um, I just like the way she is now. And, and, you know, like you said, it's a soap opera. So I know that there's going to be something that comes up, but she's just so different, and I like the fact yeah. that she's she's different and, and she gets to be sweet and kind of quirky and just not like your typical soap. Uh, character, right, right. No, it, it, and it is. It's it's, uh, it's a breath of fresh air, and yeah. uh, and it's nice. And and people are reacting to Ellie. I do see on Twitter that yeah, they are really liking so nice. her. Yeah. Yes, 
and you haven't walked into a situation where they're like, oh, we hate her because she's coming in between Spinelli and Maxie. That's, and that's what I, exactly what I was worried about, yep. <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, so in your in your opinion and, and as an actress, what, you know, what do you want the audience to know most about the character of Ellie that they should understand about her? Just that, you know, at least at this point, there's nothing manipulative about her. There's no evil undertone. When she, you know, reveals something, she is just doing it because she's open and she wears her heart on her sleeve. And, and you know, it, I just hope that, that no one sees any sort of uh, manipulative undertones to her character at all because, um you know, it's easy to assume that everyone on a soap opera has an agenda. But at this point, Ellie does not have an agenda. I think she's just, you know, sweet and kind of oblivious. And she's she's smart. She's very book smart. And uh, she's very educated. But when it comes to social skills, she's not always, you know, the smartest. She doesn't always know what to say at the right time and and how to uh, interact with, with other people the best. But I just hope that, you know, when, when the audience watches Ellie, they they just see just a sweet, caring girl. And, and I know even the, the episodes that I've watched, I'm like, oh, I need to smile more. I don't know why, like, Ellie needs to smile more. And I smile so much in person, and I don't know why, you know, on screen. I know she's sweet and caring, but I'm like, okay, that's my, my one note to myself as I continue to play Ellie. It's like, don't forget to smile and be sweet and be light. Well, I, I think you're you're coming, you're definitely coming across like that. Um, the only thing is, I mean, you look really young. How old is the character supposed to be? You know what? That's funny you ask. I have asked myself the same question because I am older than I look on screen. Right. Um, you know, and I, I went from before one of the one of the last things I did before I got General Hospital. I think I played eighteen or nineteen, which you know she's obviously older than that. So if I had to guess, um, and no one has given me a specific age yet, and mm-hmm. I almost haven't even on purpose defined a specific age in my head. <laughs> right. Um, I would say mid twenties. Yeah. Like around, like around 25 is what I'm thinking. Yeah, Cause I think that's what, 25. yeah. Cause I think that's what Spinelli is. It seems yeah. that you, uh, Ellie and Spinelli are the same age kind of. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say an age that's too young to make Spinelli look like a creep. So I think we're, I would hate to say too young and be like, Ooh, why is he going for a girl so young? So I think yeah, mid twenties is a, is a fair age. Yes. Absolutely. No, it's and it and it's nice. It was it was so great the the wedding scene when you said, Oh my god that you know, Ellie said, Oh my god, this is this is so great and, and there's like a, an implosion happening at, at Sunny and Kate's yeah. <laughs> yeah, which the funny thing is like that is so what I would do. If if that wedding happened in real life, you better believe I'm the last one there trying to figure out what's going on and sticking around for the drama. So I always love when I get a script and I'm like, yes, she's so like me in real life. It's crazy. 
Oh, it was it was truly enjoyable to watch that scene because I, I, I was cracking up. I'm like, oh my god, she's just like she can't tear herself away. And in a way, uh, Ellie is like is like Maxie in that way because Maxie yep. doesn't tear herself away from that either. Yep. So yep, that's exactly. it's, it's interesting. Uh, okay, so well, you were fortunate to work with Steve Burton before he had to, who plays Jason Morgan uh, before yeah. he departed his role. I know. What was that experience so like for you, being new to daytime and working with a legend such as Steve? Well, I mean, he is a seasoned pro, you know, and he he just has such a presence on screen, but also in person. Like he just, you just. There's something so striking about him and just so wonderful about him that I can see why he has such a huge fan base and why he is such a legend. Um, and, you know, it was as far as timing goes, I would have loved to get to work with him longer, but I was, I'm was i so fortunate that I got to at least spend a little bit of time with him. And he just walks on set and just knows what he's doing and gets down to it and nails it and is incredible. And working opposite an amazing actor makes it so much easier you know it just it's easy to easier to get into a scene it's easier to get into a character so I just feel so fortunate that that I got to meet him and work with him and even just like I said you know when the cameras weren't rolling he's just incredible like I I saw I met him one day and the next day he he came up and he's like hey Emily how was your weekend how's everything going and it was just you know so special that he was so welcoming, and, and the whole cast really has just been so welcoming and so wonderful. And, you know, you just never know how someone is off screen. And right. I'm so happy to be able to report that every single person on the show that I've met has been just so wonderful off screen. Well, that is the, that is the uh, <clears throat> consensus whenever mm-hmm. anyone talks to anybody on GH is that the, yeah. the cast is, Welcoming, wonderful. Uh, I know that. Yes, and Steve Burton has always been has always been uh, touted for that as well. He's just a wonderful, wonderful person. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Just so normal too. You know, you just you just never know what what you're gonna see. And I mean, he was just talking about his family and traveling and just like his son's football game and cracking jokes and just couldn't be more down-to-earth and humble, and I just think that's so, so wonderful to see. And it's, you know, it's it's inspiring for, for someone who's new to, to know that people who have been on the show for years and years and years just have such a sense of self and are just so normal. It's it's just really great. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, if you could work with anyone in the industry, Ooh. who would it be? Oh my goodness! Um, I think uh, I'll, I'll. If you don't mind, I'm going to split this category into male and female. Absolutely. Um, and the male that I would most like to work with is Steve Carell. I think he's just hilarious, and I, I, you know, watch every show and every film that he's been a part of, and just. I'm dying to know what he's like. I'm dying to know what he's like, uh, you know, when the cameras aren't rolling and, and how much improv he brings to to his characters. So if I could if I could work with Steve Carell, that would be pretty much a dream come true. And female, I would love to work with Sandra Bullock. 
I I just think she seems like such a neat woman, and I think she's an incredible actress. And every project that she's a part of is so wonderful that I know just to be a part of a project that she's a part of would be uh, really great and really cool. And great I just, answer. I, yeah, I just think uh, you know she's a she just seems like such a wonderful woman. So um, you know, on top of being an uh, a wonderful actress, and I've always been a fan of hers. So, so yeah, those are my two big ones. <laughs> well, you never know. You may work with her, and someone out there listening may hear that. Yes, oh, if anyone out there has any connections to Steve Carell or Sandra Bullock, my Twitter handle is at underscore Emily Wilson. Tweet me. <laughs> um, okay, we have some people on the phone. Yay! Um, Here's uh, here's our first one. Hi, Blythe. Hi. Hi. Say hi to Emily. Oh, I'm okay. Hi, Emily. Hi, Blythe. How are you? I'm so happy to hear from you. I enjoy uh, communicating with you via Twitter. Oh, yeah. This is why Deb loves this, because I don't like to call in, and she asks me to call in every time she does a show. I like to because <laughs> I like to be invisible. Oh, well, um, I'm I'm happy to be able to speak to you. Well, that's great. I do love, I love your character. I just think I'm, I'm a big newbie fan. Anytime there's a new character on General Hospital, I've watched General Hospital for over 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, every time there's a new character, I invest. And I really Mm -hmm. just, from the day you popped on the screen, I thought they got to keep her because your quirkiness is very funny. And it was nice to know, you know, that it is a part of you. I'm a very quirky person myself, so my quirkiness Mm is why I'm on Twitter. But, um, Uh yeah, I just do. I really, you know, I enjoy it. And both my girls are very big Spinelli fans. They they love Maxie, but they they like you now too. So oh, yay. that well, is a plus. They, they do like they like they're very their humor is very up. So they like the quirkiness and they like well, watching this. You know, I think you have great you have great chemistry with Bradford and you know mm-hmm. Kirsten too. And it's really it was your scenes with Kirsten were you know very funny because I watched her for a long time and it's nice mm-hmm. to see. It's nice to see how you carry yourself. So I really enjoy the character. And I'm glad oh, that I decided you. to call in and say hi. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm so happy to talk to you. And, and thank you so much for the kind words. And, um, you know, it's it's so nice, especially from a fan who has been such a loyal fan for so long, you know, just to hear just to hear the kind words is really special and, and means a lot to me. So thank you so, so much. And um, I hope I can continue to bring the quirkiness and the funny and all that for a long time. So, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But do you have a question for Emily? Um, I actually do, yeah. Do you okay. – I know you've said on Twitter that you you would like Maxie and Ellie to be friends, but um, I would kind of like to see you two fight. Uh oh. Do you think that would be? <laughs> I mean, I think that you two could hold your own. So, do you think that would be an interesting? I mean, I believe it's going to happen anyways because 
that's the kind of character that Maxie is. Maxie, right, She's not right. going to let you, she's not letting you take her man. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I have learned about her. So I do think, you know, I, I, I love the idea of, um, you know, us just being buddies and friends and everything being great, but let's be honest, that's, that never really happens for too long in a soap opera. So I think it's probably safe to say it's only a matter of time before the uh, cat claws come out. But um, I'm curious to see how Ellie would would handle, you know, the other side of Maxie that she hasn't really shown Ellie yet because, you know, as far as Ellie knows, Maxie is just so sweet and so nice, and Ellie just loves Maxie and thinks the world of her. Um, so I I think it will be a rude awakening for Ellie's character, um, you know, if, if Maxie ever does show that, that evil side. Um, and, and I don't know how Ellie will react. Maybe she'll... She'll try to throw some scientific jargon at Maxie and, and you know, fight with her verbally. I don't I don't know if she can do much else. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean Okay, that was a glitch on uh, whatchamacallit. Emily, you're there, right? Yes, I am here. <laughs> okay. Um, um, that was a glitch on uh, on uh, blog talk radio um, situation okay. here. Good. I was worried it was me. I was like, oh, the phone. No, the phone. I, I know. I, I know. We we have more trouble with our uh, with the cell phones, don't we? I mean, seriously. Yes. You'd think, you know, now that they have, like, the technology for robots and crazy stuff, that they'd at least be able to figure out the phone thing. Exactly. You would think so. You would think so. I mean, I think I hear in Japan they're making, like, invisible suits. I'm like, all right, guys, let's figure out the phone towers, and then you can start worrying about invisible suits. (laughs) 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 So when when you look at yourself, Emily, mm-hmm. when what do you see yourself doing in ten years? Where do you see yourself? Oh wow! Um, you know, I hope to be honestly doing the same thing that I'm doing now, as far as just being able to to live in LA and pursue my dream and be fortunate enough to be working uh and and really there's not much more I can ask for I'm I'm so fortunate and lucky that that I was able to move up here and just be doing what I want to be doing and uh every job that I've had has been incredible there I have no regrets as far as as my career and the different jobs that I've that I've done and the dip, different opportunities that I've had. And I will say that, you know, if, if five years ago or ten years ago you would have 
told me that I was going to be on a soap opera 10 years from now, I wouldn't have believed you. So for me, I like that a lot of the things that I've done have come out of left field and I haven't expected and I haven't planned for. And I just I just have so much enjoyed the ride and so much enjoyed getting to experience, you know, daytime television and reality television and hosting and multi-cam comedies and our dramas and it's just every experience has been so different so unique and so special that i just hope in 10 years i can i can look back and just be able to say the same things absolutely wow that's a that's a good goal um yeah i believe this is blight blight is uh, are you there yeah hi okay. oh good i'm sorry you wanna... i got i got lost <laughs> I think we all got just it, kicked off of the radio dead. show yeah, for some reason. Yeah. And, yeah. But I'm good. I'm still listening. Okay. okay. Yeah, well, did, we, did we finish your, your question? Yeah, it was great. Okay. All right. Just making sure. Well, all right, I'm like, gonna... for your benefit, I hope that there is at least one episode where Maxie and Ellie, uh, you know, claws out and go at it just for you. Well, I would appreciate that, and I promise that I, you know, Deb knows I would call in again, and I'm rooting for you. I, I'm not. Thank you. I love Maxie. I've watched, you know, I love Kirsten. I've watched the show for 20 years. I've watched her grow up mm-hmm. and her other yep. role as well. But I said, I really want someone to just knock her off her bootstraps and let Ellie <laughs> have a good woman. And well, I think who knows? Ellie's Maybe good. Ellie will be a good influence on her. I would hope well, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that actually um, that's possible <laughs> because yeah. it seems like that that's the situation now. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see how everything plays out, and it's fun, you know, for us on the show as much as the audience because we actually have no idea what's going to happen. I have no clue every week what what the next episode is going to be like. So that's always fun, you know. In the Absolutely. same way that as an audience, you never know what's going to happen, too. So so I'm right there with you, enjoying the ride as it goes and not having any clue what's going to happen. Absolutely. And I like Ellie. I do, I do like, yeah, I do like how sweet, you know, they have the character. She's very much like Spinelli, but she's mm-hmm. got, you know. So it was a, it, it is a nice, you know, it's nice to have a character on there that's on his level and that she treats him yeah. like, a regular person too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I do I do really love the dynamic between uh Ellie and, you know, Damien as I like to call him. Um it's a fun dynamic and it's been it's been just so sweet, you know. There's been nothing uh sketchy about it or shady or anything. It's just such a sweet story and so I hope it it stays that way for a while. Yeah, definitely. Oh, thanks, Blythe, for calling in. Thank you, Blythe. It was so great talking to you. Oh, yeah, it's good. Okay, go on with your show, Deb. Oh, <laughs> we'll see you on Twitter. <laughs> go on with your show. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, well, have you been able to work with Kelly Monaco? Yes. You know, I, I have had a second of a scene with her 
um, at, when I was at the bachelor party and she comes in and delivers the divorce papers right. to Steve. Um, so I, it's, you know, I, I met her briefly and I haven't had the opportunity really to, to get to know her or chat with her. She seems so lovely and I'm really, really hoping to go watch Dancing with the Stars and, and to be able to cheer her on in person and root for her and represent General Hospital. Yeah. And I've been boating and watching, and she's incredible. So that's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Can you tell us about any upcoming products, projects that you have coming up, like film, TV? I know you've got this uh, Secret Lives of Dorks that's due yeah. out next year. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it is a coming-of-age type story um, comedy about a, a group of kind of nerdy boys and a group of popular uh, kind of snotty girls. And uh, the, the, the boy likes the girl, but a, di- a, a different girl likes the boy. It's just kind of all over the place. It, it's a high school uh Okay, so it's a coming of an age of of, of the age uh, kind of a a drama. Go ahead. It's a it's, a, it's actually a comedy, and comedy. Um, oh my gosh, I I realized I must have just kept talking for like two minutes because all of a sudden my phone is ringing. I'm like, oh wait, what's going on? I was like just still <laughs> chatting about it. So <laughs> I'll give it a second take because the first one I'm almost glad it cut out because I was just rambling. Take um, take two. Thank you. Okay, exactly. Um, So it's about a group of um, high schoolers and uh, just kind of, you know, the the different uh, types of people in high school and the different problems that high schoolers go through. And it's it's a sweet story. Um, And I play one of the uh, cheerleaders. And um, my character is kind of mean, and she's kind of mean to the nerdy boys, and it's so sad. But she comes around in the end. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, of course. So, um, but it was fun. It was, you know, it's uh, Jim Belushi and Jennifer Tilly. Uh, so it was really awesome to work with them. And then um, uh, Galen Connell, who was in the movie Band Slam, and I believe he has a, a show on Comedy Central right now, and he's incredible. Um, and uh, Bo Murkoff, who's on an MTV show, and Vanessa Murano, who's on Switched at Birth. So it was a really fun cast. And just, actually, I think Vanessa Murano might be on Young and Restless, too. So another um. another daytimer. Um <laughs> But but just so much fun, and it was a it was a low budget film. So instead of all having separate dressing rooms, we literally our hangout was a high school gymnasium. So we all got super close over the course of filming, uh-huh. got to be really good friends, and um, it's just a sweet story. And it's uh, it's hopefully you know we'll we'll see the light of day because of course a lot of movies come and go. But um but yeah, they've been working on the on the post-production for a while now. I, I don't even want to tell you how long ago I shot it, but um, it's been a couple of years. So hopefully hopefully they uh, they will, you know, be done with the post-production soon, and it'll be something to look out for next year, which will be cool. Absolutely. 
Well, we want to thank you for being with us. That it was so great to talk to you and have you on. It was and, so great uh, to, uh, to to chat with you and talk to Blythe. And um, thank you so much for having me. I, uh, I I was happy to get to talk about Ellie a little bit and share some stuff. So it was um, really great to, to uh, be on here, and I really appreciate you having me. Oh, absolutely. Um, I uh, would you hang on the line? I'm just going to close this up. Uh, for a second. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Remember, Ellie uh, or Emily, Emily mm-hmm. can be seen on uh, General Hospital as the character of Ellie uh, on General Hospital at uh, 1 o'clock Pacific time. I know it is here, so I know it's uh, 2 o'clock on the East Coast as well. So uh, everybody have a good night, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Night. Yay! And we're clear.